to the Very Well Mind podcast. We've interviewed over 100 authors, experts, entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, and others to help you learn strategies to care for your mental health. This episode is hosted by psychotherapist and best-selling author Amy Morin. Now let's get into the episode. You're listening to The Friday Fix. Every Friday, I share a quick mental strength strategy that can help fix the thoughts, feelings, and actions that can hold you back in life. Today, I'm talking about burnout. It's an issue that's been discussed for a long time, but the pandemic has shed more light on it. As some people started working from home and other people had to take on extra shifts, burnout has become somewhat of a hot topic. So I thought it would be a good time to talk about how to recognize if you're experiencing burnout what to do to prevent it, and the steps you can take if you're feeling burned out by your job already. Burnout is defined as a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by chronic stress. It can cause you to feel emotionally drained. You'll likely lose interest in your job, and over time, you might grow hopeless, helpless, and resentful. Being burned out on the job will affect almost every area of your life. It can impact your health, your relationships, and your mood outside the office. So it's important to prevent it if you can and address it as soon as you notice it's setting in. But before we talk about what to do about it, let's talk about how to know if you're burned out right now. It's more than just having a bad day at work or being frustrated with your job. Here's some signs that you may be experiencing burnout. Physical health issues. There are some physical signs that can mimic other conditions like depression so it's hard to recognize burnout sometimes. But changes to your health might include feeling tired most of the time, getting sick more often, having more headaches and aches and pains overall, changes to your appetite, and changes to your sleep habits. Mental health issues. Emotional signs of burnout could involve feeling like you aren't accomplishing anything. You might develop a cynical outlook, have less motivation, and you might feel helpless and defeated much of the time. And there may be changes to your behavior. Behavioral signs of burnout can involve isolating yourself, withdrawing from responsibilities, procrastinating more than usual, taking frustrations out on other people, and you might find yourself skipping work or coming in late or going home early more often than usual. So those are some of the signs of burnout. Essentially, you'll feel emotionally exhausted much of the time, and you will probably feel ineffective at your job. You might think that your employer isn't giving you the tools that you need to do your job well, or it just might feel like there are so many barriers to doing good work and so many problems that get in the way of actually getting things done that you can't accomplish anything. Some of the problems that you face might be accurate. Maybe your boss does micromanage you and gets in the way of getting things done. Others, though, might be self-imposed. Maybe you think you need to work all the time, even though that's not an actual expectation. There are really two ways we should tackle burnout. Employers can address cultural issues and policies that promote burnout. And employees can take action to address their individual situations. So first, let's talk about burnout at the company level. Two weeks of vacation and a free subscription to a mental health app for the entire company isn't likely to prevent burnout if employees are expected to be available around the clock, expectations are unclear, and people are being bullied or discriminated against. 
So there are plenty of times when employers need to create a better environment. Because no matter how mentally strong you are, a toxic workplace will lead to burnout fast. One of the good things about what we're seeing right now during the Great Resignation is that people are becoming pickier about where they work. So hopefully employers will step up their game when it comes to offering flexible schedules and benefits that are actually important to employees in their performance. One thing we know about burnout is that high salaries don't prevent it. Physicians, for example, usually top the charts for the highest burnout rates, despite the fact that they have some of the highest salaries. On the flip side, though, food service workers and hospitality workers, who aren't known for having high wages, tend to also be at risk of burnout. So although employers might try to lure employees in by offering higher salaries, more money won't prevent burnout, and it might not retain employees over the long term. But employers can offer jobs that have clear expectations. They can allow for some freedom and autonomy and make it clear about how to advance in the company. A healthy workplace should also promote a healthy work-life balance that gives you time to step away from the job without feeling guilty or being afraid that you're going to miss something if you don't answer emails at all hours of the day. Sometimes it's just the nature of the job that leads to burnout. Child welfare workers who investigate child abuse cases have a really high rate of burnout too, and it's no wonder why they have a tough job. And then outside forces can also be a factor. We know there's a high degree of burnout with medical professionals, including with therapists. And quite often people will say that they can't stand the paperwork. Sometimes there are so many hurdles with insurance companies that it becomes difficult to do the work that needs to get done. So you certainly can't control all the factors that contribute to burnout. You might change jobs or you might even switch careers, but that's not always a practical option. There are, however, things you can do on an individual level to address burnout in whatever job that you have. Here are five big things you can do to prevent and address burnout. Number one, accept appropriate responsibility for your mistakes without shaming yourself. Research shows a huge factor that contributes to burnout is excessive self-blame. So a physician who thinks, it's my fault my patient didn't take their medication every day, will burn out much faster than the physician who thinks, it's my job to educate my patients, but it's their responsibility to take their medicine when they need to. Keep in mind that there will be times when you do make mistakes, but being overly harsh with yourself isn't helpful. If you find yourself thinking, I'm a bad person, remind yourself that you're still a good person, even though you might have made a poor choice. That slight shift in thinking goes a long way toward helping you learn from your mistakes rather than be reduced by them. Number two, create a rich life outside of work. Whether you're an entrepreneur or you work for a company, your work can consume you. Creating a really healthy, rich life outside of the office was tough to do during the pandemic. There weren't a lot of places to go and there weren't a lot of things to do outside the house. A lot of people started working from home and that blurred the lines between work and play. So we know it's important to have plenty of things to do outside of the office that have nothing to do with work. And beware of the tendency to come home and complain about your day to family and friends. The more you talk about work outside of work, the more power you give it over your life. And if you feel pressure to constantly be available by phone and email outside of work hours, consider where that pressure is coming from. Do you feel like you need to do this to show that you're dedicated? Or has your boss told you that this is a requirement of your job? Set healthy boundaries for yourself. If you're tempted to spend lots of hours working outside of regular office hours, you're putting yourself at high risk of burnout. 
and you might not necessarily be more productive. Humans are only productive so many hours per day. The more you work, the less time you have to address your stress. The more stress you have, the less productive you'll be. It's a vicious cycle that's important to break. Number three, address workplace issues as they arise. If you feel like there's a barrier at your job that prevents you from being effective, address it. That might mean talking to your manager about having way too many meetings in your schedule and not enough time to do your work. Or it might involve talking to someone about the fact that you don't have the resources you need to do your job well. Now, clearly speaking up doesn't mean that you're going to create change. You might be told it's your company culture to attend six hours worth of meetings in a day or that you should be able to do your job despite the lack of support. But sometimes we just imagine that these things are going to happen and we don't speak up and we don't ask for help. After all, that's one of the signs of burnout, being helpless. When we're helpless, we don't do anything to fix the situation. Even if we see potential opportunities to create change, we don't bother to try because we assume it's not going to work. So it's important to recognize our tendency to become helpless and then to take action. Even if you think there's little chance of something getting better, you won't know until you try. So address workplace issues as they arise. Number four, develop hope for the future. Studies on burnout have found that hope plays a really big role. If you have hope for the future, you'll be less likely to burn out. Of course, though, it's tough to have hope when you're in the middle of burnout. Fortunately, though, you can develop hope even when you're feeling hopeless. For example, think about a time in the past when you had hope about something and then it happened. Reminding yourself of that example can give you more hope for the future. Another strategy to develop hope is to instill hope in someone else. Tell someone else that you think something good will happen or just cheer them on. It can make you feel better and a little more hopeful about your own future. It's also important to take a look at how much negative news you're consuming. Media outlets and social media channels might be talking about worst case scenarios that drain you of hope. So limit how much bad news you're consuming. And number five, develop resilience. Research shows the other major factor that combats burnout is resilience. Fortunately, we all have the ability to develop skills and tools that can help us grow more resilient. And people will often ask me whether mental strength is the same thing as resilience. The answer is no. Resilience is about bouncing back from hard times like failure or difficult circumstances. Mental strength is about thinking, feeling, and doing your best, not just in hard times, but in good times as well. I don't think we should just equip ourselves with skills that prepare us for the worst case scenarios. Fortunately, though, a lot of the same skills that help you develop resilience can help you grow mentally stronger. You just have to practice them on a regular basis. The Friday Fixes, most of these episodes usually talk about skills that will help you develop more resilience, like practicing self-compassion and reaching for healthy coping skills when you experience uncomfortable emotions. So those are five things that can prevent and address burnout. Accept appropriate responsibility without shame. Create a rich life outside of work. Address workplace issues as they arise. Develop hope for the future. And work on creating resilience. You can also reach out to a professional if you're experiencing burnout. A licensed mental health professional, either online or in person, can assist you in making some positive changes that prevent burnout. Thank you for listening to the Very Well Mind podcast. 
If you found this episode informative, please share the episode with your friends and family and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Very Well Mind podcast, you can head to verywellmind.com slash podcasts.